what's up everybody what's going on oh you've got your volume yeah, up volume again every up. single time it's only halfway <laughs> you well, it does it by turn. default sometimes okay he just when like forgets you, to turn when, the when you like yeah when you reset your tablet it just by default puts it on the middle yeah um yeah so it's tuesday today and we're in this we're still in the universal monster kind of groove yeah you know what i mean and this is a follow-up to the two that we did about dracula 1931 yes this is uh, the sequel to the english dracula 1931 it's called dracula's daughter from, from 1936 1936 yeah. yes five years later and um a decent sequel a lot better than son of dracula all right which is the which one is after the third this. one yeah lon cheney yeah no but uh this one was a decent movie i liked it well, this one, I kind of feel like this, if you're going to do a sequel, this is kind of like, I mean, the way they did with Bride of Frankenstein too, this is like the way to do it right. Because it went through like a bunch of different iterations, like what the story was supposed to be. But I think they settled on a good thing. Like, I think initially Bella Lugosi was supposed to be in it. Like, I think they were going to do some scenes, like, set back in the day, like, uh, kind of... Like a prequel. It's yeah. like a prequel or, like, exploring his history, and then it was going to jump ahead to the present day. And I think they had an idea initially, That'd too. Good, yeah, that would have been good, too. Yeah. But I think they had an idea also, initially, that Dracula's daughter was going to have lived in the castle, like, Dracula's castle, and then, like, Van Helsing would have gone back to the castle to kill the vampire brides... But then, like, found her like she was hiding someplace else. That would have been so good, too. So that was another idea they were throwing around. That would have been good. But, well, the thing, what happened with this one, but like I said, I think it's good that they just kind of, like, I mean, Bella Lugosi ended up not being in it. But I think that's okay because they just went, it's still in the same universe. And honestly, it's just, like, um, the start of it, it takes place, like, literally, like, minutes after the first movie ended. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Van Helsing has just staked Dracula. Yeah. And then, like, a few minutes later, like, the cops come and be like, he's what the fuck is going murder. on? And he gets accused of murder, which is what would happen in real right. life, because yeah. he's like, yeah, I stabbed him, he was a vampire. Yeah. And they're like, mm, okay, tell us another one. They didn't ever really bring up what happened to uh, Renfield, because Renfield was killed. Yeah, that's right. He was thrown off the stairs. Well, he's Renfield in the Spanish version. He's uh, no, yeah, no, he's, he's Renfield. Still Renfield. He's still yeah. Renfield in the in he's, the American he's English Renfield version in too. Yeah. that's right. So uh, they never did mention what happened to his body. They would have found that. They would have they would have accused Van Helsing of killing him also. Yeah, it's like I cut. I thought that they mentioned it, but maybe they didn't. Yeah. Like because they, weren't they were saying there's like there's two dead people in there and like one of them has the stake through the heart. They couldn't accuse him of killing Lucy because she was already legally dead. Yeah, that's they just true. cut her head off. Yeah, even though they didn't mention that in the, in yeah. the English language version, which we which we kept bringing up, right. they never like that they just left that hanging. Yeah, it's funny. But uh, but yeah, so that's kind of what happened. So you have Van Helsing, who I think that guy that plays Van Helsing, um, Edward Van Sloan. He was the same guy that played Van Helsing in the first one, but he's like the only repeating character, which kind of makes sense because, you know, yeah. it, it was kind of like it's it goes in a different direction slightly. But what they were. Yeah. So what they were going to do, they initially wanted to because remember how when they made Nosferatu back in the 1920s and um, Bram Stoker's widow sued them you know and so they wanted to like destroy all this so you know she's very 
too happy. I mean, it's you know, I didn't want to like disparage or anything like that because that was like you know their intellectual property and they you know and stuff like that. So they should be compensated for the shit. But they were kind of worried. What they wanted to do with this one is that um, there was an excised chapter from the original novel by Bram Stoker, and after he died. It was actually published separately, like as a short story, which is called Dracula's Guest. Now, they've actually made that into a film subsequently, but I think that was kind of like the idea behind this one initially, even though it's, if I remember, it's been a long time since I've read that story, but I don't remember this one having anything really to do with that story. But that was kind of the direction they were going to go in. And then many people have pointed out, especially because of like the lesbian angle that comes up in this one, which actually I was surprised they got away with the shit they got away with in this movie in, the, in 1936. But so a lot of people have said that there's like a little bit of a whiff of Carmilla in this as well yeah. uh, by Sheridan Le Fanu, which like I said, if you don't know your horror literature that's actually older than dracula that was published in 1872 and is probably kind of like the first lesbian vampire story yeah. like ever written that they know of you know what yes I mean? it's not that, that is not a modern trope that was the original no no yeah it one thing this movie though uh as far as i know this is the first film as you know not you know not in literature or anything but the first film appearance of a reluctant vampire. Yeah. Which is now a very, very common trope. Yeah. Louis was like that. Well, Anne Rice was a big fan uh, yeah. of this movie. Um, yeah. And, you know, she actually acknowledged, I think, later on that, she, yeah. that this had been influential, particularly, like I said, in the reluctant. I think it, I think it also came from Mama Waldy from yeah. Dracula, too. Yeah. He didn't really want to be a He didn't want to be a vampire. He, would, he, was, he, he wasn't given the choice. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, I guess the same thing. Well, they don't really specify in this one because the vampire in this one is, um, she's named, what was her last name? Zaliska? Zaliska? Yes, I think it was. Yes, Something Zaliska. like that. Like she, So she's a countess, right? And I don't think they go into the specifics of how she exactly got turned. You're led to believe, I'm guessing, that Dracula turned her. I don't think he, I don't think she's actually his biological daughter. I thought it maybe was. Because well, he said it was, he came from a family of them. Maybe. But she was much, much younger than he was. So I'm not really sure how that would have worked out. What do you mean? Well, I think at some point, because didn't, when, okay, like at the very beginning, when Van Helsing has staked Dracula and is like talking to the cops about it. Yeah. And then they asked him like, how long has this man been dead? And he says, oh, about 500 years, which I was like, wah, wah. yeah, that's pretty funny. But yeah, just like, so he was saying he was about 500 years old or he'd been around for that long. Yeah. Whereas I think later on in the movie, they say that the Countess has only been dead or only been a vampire for like a hundred ish years. Yeah. So he had 400 years. He had, he had a lot of time to have a daughter. Right, but it's like, could he have a daughter like after he was already undead? How does that's that what they're how implying. does that work? Ostrogoy could do it. Well, I know that, but it's I don't I don't really know. I get I mean I guess it doesn't matter. I'm thinking about it too much, but yeah. I don't know if it was his biological daughter or if it was just like somebody. <clears throat> if it was a Stra that he like vampires turned were, vampires were based on Ostrogoy. All right, Ostrogoy could could mate with a living human woman and give birth to a a, a living vampire. According yeah. to Strogoy. That's what they're th to talking about, I think. I think she was born a vampire. That's what I... That's that's my take. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. And maybe they die. Or maybe you kill them, but they come back to life. As an undead vampire. 
She was undead. She didn't yeah. have a... But she was undead, but... Yeah. But, but she, she wa- definitely lived as a, as a living person long enough to reach physical maturity. Because she looked to be in her 30s, right? Yeah, I'm imagining. Yeah, yeah. She, was, she was an adult. Right. She wasn't like a vampire baby. That wasn't been a vampire weird. child, which those are in some of the stories, you know? Yeah. Um, where they're all going to be a child forever. Like wow, the, that would it, suck hard. From Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, Claudia. And other vampires fucking forbade that. You weren't supposed to do that, but... Well, Lestat I could see, did it. I mean, if, he didn't give a shit. if vampires yeah. really existed, I yeah. mean, you could see that that would actually have to be a rule because, yeah, yeah. that would be a really shitty thing to do to somebody. <laughs> well, they somebody in the past had done it before, so they knew how it turned out. Right. And they were like, you can't do that. Yeah, because like I said, that would be fucked up if like right. you never grew up. You were just a child forever. Right. That would be terrible. I think the explanation in the interview of the vampires is that they can't survive on their own, which they wouldn't. They, could, they couldn't pay bills. They couldn't, uh, well, they could survive on their own. They'd have to have living human people, thralls, yeah. to act as their parents to do all their, so they could. Yeah. But they probably couldn't survive around other vampires, because vampires fought each other. Because vampires are bitches. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't as physically strong. Yeah, that's true. They'd be smaller. They're smaller. They'd be right. smaller. So, they, they weren't supposed to, you weren't supposed to do it. But yeah, so regardless of whether she just got turned by Dracula or was actually Dracula's biological daughter, um, she does not seem to be down with the whole vampire thing. She is like very, very reluctant to be a vampire. She just (coughs) wants to not be a vampire anymore. So like I said, that's kind of like, I think this is the first movie that showed that, like a vampire that didn't want to be a vampire that, you know was maybe maybe made into one against her will or she was born like that and she didn't really want to be that way. So the funny thing about it too is that the actress that plays her, Gloria Holden, uh, she wasn't real jazzed about being in this movie. She didn't want to be in a horror movie. Um, mainly because she had seen how Bella Lugosi had gotten typecast and she was afraid that if she was in a horror movie, then it, the same thing was going to happen to her and she wouldn't be able to get any other roles Um, But she was eventually, like, persuaded to do it. And a lot of film scholars have pointed out, they said, you know, maybe the fact that she really didn't want to be in this movie or didn't want to be in horror actually, like, worked in the character's favor because she comes across, her character comes across as really kind of, like, again, like, reluctant and, like, sort of self-loathing, which kind of, which is what her character is supposed to be like. So it's like her real life was, like, informing the character, which I thought was kind of interesting. Because her performance in this is great. Yeah, and the character looks great. She's she's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. She looks like a statue of Hera or something. Kind of like a Greek statue. She's not cute. She's very regal. She's kind of regal looking. And, um, good figure. Um... They they try to get they try to get a lot out of it. She too. looks like she should be on the mast of a ship. Yeah, so yeah. You she know looks what I like mean? A statue. She looks like that. She looks like the statue of a Greek goddess. She's like the perfect. She's yeah. like the perfect kind of like uh, yeah. type for this role. Right. She just looks real serious. You know, like something on a, out off of a monument. But uh, yeah, it's, she looks great. Yeah, and she's now got they, these great they, like outfits and stuff. Yeah. Too. And they they all look they're all kind of supposed to be real low cut, but it's an optical illusion. Some of it looks like it goes right down to almost to her navel, but it's just a different. They're tricking you. It's just a 
It's just like flesh colored. It's flesh colored well, <laughs> material. It's black, it's black and white, you know. <laughs> but um, and then uh, for kind of like um, they do have a cutie in there. She's kind of like the damsel in distress type deal. Hi, Pookie. What's up? <laughs> she's poking her little head up there. <laughs> and she's kind of the other way. She's uh, uh, real kind of kind of a buoyant uh, character. A lot of fun. Young. Uh, cute. She's in it. And of course, there's kind of like a damn Carmella type. It's not lesbian. It's not blatant. But that's what it is. They're, they're, I mean, it's blatant for 1936. Yeah, I'll for say that. Like, for now, is. it's, I mean, nowadays, it's, like, pretty, yeah. like, tame. Right. But for 1936, I was like, whoa, I can't believe yeah. they got away with that back. And they were aware of it, too, because even, like, in early iterations of the script, actually, you're going to love this, but in one early version of the script, they were actually going to imply some BDSM action, too. Like, they were going to show anything, but they were going to have her attacking both men and women, and she would be, like, taking some of her victims, like, into her, you know, chambers or whatever, and there was going to be, like, whips and shit, like, on the walls. And, like, she wasn't going to use them or touch them or nothing like that, but that's, like, the implication was going to be there. And I think, like, the censors at the time were like, absolutely not. We were not putting that in the movie. We're not putting that in the movie. Um, So they were, like, pretty aware, and I think, like, even the scene as it came out, because the scene that everybody talks about is the scene where she picks up a girl in the street who's, like, I guess she's homeless. Is she homeless? I don't know. I guess she's kind of, like, homeless, or she's, like, looking for work or something like that. I think the actress's name is uh, Nan Gray, and she's also gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And um, she's basically, like, you know, the Countess is, like, she's an artist like, on the side yeah. when she's not vampiring. And, she's uh, not vamping the fuck out of people. <laughs> right. So she's, well, she's got to do something, you know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, so she picks up this girl and says, hey, I'll give you some money if you come back to my place and, like, pose for me. Yeah. And then there's kind of, like, a pretty suggestive scene where she's, like, making her, she's like, well, I'm just going to do your head and shoulders and, like, makes her kind of, like, take her yeah. top, like, down like that and all this other kind of stuff. And then she's, like, coming up on her and, yeah. like, looking at her like she wants to eat her, like, but also kind of sexually. And I'm just like, damn, it's, yeah, it was yeah. like that. So it's like... Like was it cut or something? Huh? Or what do you described? mean? You act like you saw that scene. No, that was in there. It was that in there? Yeah, you don't remember that? You don't remember that scene? Yeah. Were you yeah. drunk or something? No. It just, <laughs> just kind of. I guess that kind of slipped my mind, but I guess that did happen. I got yeah. Fun. I mean, other stuff, right? Yeah, because yeah, she like pulls her shirt yeah, down like that. That's right. You know what I mean? So they got that in there. And like when she's like with the wine and then yeah. she's like hypnotizing her with that's the ring. Right, that's right. And yeah. she's like all whoa. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? I remember now. And yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah. late night for 1936. Like yeah. I said, I mean, I, I thought that they got away with that was like pretty yeah. amazing. Uh, Mango said it's a very erotic movie. It is. And honestly, like a lot of it, because I think when we were talking about it before, like you said, well, it's almost kind of like a chick flick. It's not, I don't know if I'd go that far, but it does have a lot of, because there's a lot of like love triangle stuff and like jealousy stuff in it. Because not only is the Countess, like she comes, basically she comes to London and she steals Dracula's body like, after he gets staked. And, you know, meanwhile, Van Helsing is getting arrested and is being like, he was a vampire, you know what I mean? It's like, you can't, like, hang me for killing a vampire. And they're like, yeah, whatever, tell us another one, buddy. So it's like, so he's going through that situation. But then the Countess comes and steals the body, like, Dracula's body, and then she burns it, like, ritualistically, because she thinks maybe that will free her from the vampire curse. But it doesn't work. 
So then she like approaches a friend of Van Helsing's who I think is, he's like a psychiatrist, right? Like yeah. an, it's like a hypnotist type thing. His name is, I think is Dr. Garth. And she thinks maybe, you know, she's tried everything else presumably. So she's like, well, maybe, um, you know, the psychiatrist or maybe he can hypnotize me out of being a vampire, which, okay. I mean, it's worth a shot. Um, so, but yeah. while all that's going on, like they almost kind of like talk about it like it's an addiction, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, like almost like she's trying to get him to, because obviously he doesn't know she's a vampire, duh, and he doesn't know that she kills people. But she's basically like, you know, I have this thing that I have to do, and I'm trying to stop doing it, which is killing people. And he's like, well, why don't you just, you know, see if you can resist it? And then there's these whole things where she's saying, was like, well, I tried to resist it, but I couldn't, because you know, she, she drank the blood of that girl. So. um so that kind of whole thing is going on. But while that's going on, she also kind of falls in love with Dr. Garth. And the problem, too, is that Dr. Garth has an assistant. No, she's a secretary. She's a secretary. Se- well, assistant he secretary. Fires her, fires her, but not really. But see, the thing about yeah. it is like the assistant is also like a baroness. So she yeah. doesn't really like need the job. No, she's, she's just a doing rich girl. it. Yeah, she's like a rich girl. Yeah. And the there's like a lot of. That's kind of where a lot of the humor. Because this movie has a lot of humor in it, too. She's a great character. She's because like, Bride of yeah. Frankenstein was also like yeah. kind of funny. So they wanted that same thing. As a matter of fact, I think they wanted James Whale to direct this as well. But he's like, yeah, I don't want to do like two horror movies in a row, like more horror movies movies in a row so he wanted to go do something else so they got somebody else to do it but they wanted to like inject that same kind of like dark humor like that had worked so well in Bride of Frankenstein so a lot of the funny stuff comes from Dr. Garth and his secretary like because she's a very like modern like frisky funny kind of she's woman she's not putting up with shit she's not putting up with shit he fires her and she's basically like ah fuck you yeah <laughs> well like I, I said fired. she's rich yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't, doesn't need the money she doesn't need the money yeah. and she I mean she's in love with him too yeah. so when Garth and the Countess start kind of making or when the Countess starts like getting into like Dr. Garth um the, the secretary girl she starts like trying to sabotage the whole shit you know what I mean? Prank like calling it. Like prank calling. That was pretty good, yeah. Play, playing like, phone games with him. It's like super... While he's on a date with the Countess, he's calling, she's calling him. <laughs> like like that fucking with him. Impersonating other people. Yeah, it's to get pretty funny. Him. Yeah, it's funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah, she's on the bed with her feet up in the back. Yeah, yeah, fucking him over. Calling from the zoo, like yeah, saying stuff about the elephant, seeing yeah, pink yeah. men or something yeah. like that. <laughs> like, can you come, like, investigate? Yeah. But he knows it's her, though. He's like, would right. you quit fucking around? You know yeah. what I mean? It's like that kind of thing. So, yeah, so the two of them are funny, but it's like, that's the whole thing. Like, she's trying to, she's jealous of the Countess, and so she's trying to, like, intervene. But it doesn't really seem like Dr. Garth, I don't think he's, like, in love with the Countess. I think he's kind of fascinated by her because she's, like, hypnotic and She's kind of weird, and he's, like, wondering what her deal is. But he's kind of, I think, like, low-key in love with the secretary, and he kind of knows that, but and then they kind of realize it at the end. But so there's a lot of that going on. And then I forgot to mention, too, that there's another angle, because the Countess also has probably the best, one of the best characters in the movie, her manservant, Sandor. Yeah. yeah. Who is, like, a dead ringer for Benicio Del Toro. I yeah. think it looked like, like proto-Benicio Del Toro. He's my, fucking great in this. I love him. My interpretation is that he was in love with her. Yeah, he was. Well, yeah. and he wanted to... He was, like, her servant. Yeah. And I guess she had promised to make him yeah. into a vampire. 
And then she was she like, oh, out. don't need you anymore. Bye. Yeah. You know what she I mean? She dumped his ass and then for the he other got, and For the other living, dude. Yeah, and he went, he went fucking nuts over that. And then he got mad. But yeah, yeah I, th- I thought that was the implication, that he was in love with her, yeah, too. Yeah, I, I can't believe she told him that. And at the time, I was like, why did she just tell her thrall that? Well, she's well, probably because she's like, I'm a vampire bitch. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Me. Yeah, it didn't work out that way. <laughs> it didn't. He, no, he, he knew he knew her weaknesses and stuff. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I I don't know how long they like he had been her servant or whatever, but he's just like such a great character. He's like so weird looking, and he has like this great voice. And yeah. the thing about it is that he's always kind of he's always like harshing her mellow, which I thought was very, it, which is also really funny, but like more like dark humor and like more subtle humor whereas the other two couple like that that's like more overt humor like more silly but this one is kind of more like dark humor because she's kind of like i'll be alive again and it'll be wonderful and be like yes it's all death blah 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 so he's like always like shitting in her cheerios and it's like super super funny he didn't want want her to be alive (laughs) right yeah, he's like, what's the matter? I'm, like, honestly, we, yeah, what's the got, matter with being a vampire? We're going to be undead. What are you talking about? Yeah, it sounds super fun. Come on. Yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of what happens is that she decides that she wants the living psychiatrist, Dr. Garth, um, to be her companion instead of Sandor. And so to facilitate this, she kidnaps, you know, the secretary girl who, you know, uh, what's who Dr. Garth is in love with. Yeah, holds her hostage. And then takes her to Transylvania, yeah. like yeah. back to the castle, like yeah. back to Dracula's castle where she presumably lived before. And so there's kind of like, then there's like a, um, you know, confrontation there toward the end. But yeah, I mean, this, this is like a really good, it went in a totally different direction than the original Dracula. But I think that was a good idea. I mean, I think the way that it turned out, um, this was really kind of... I liked some of the early ideas that they had for this. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to say. I did like that, but, yeah. uh, but you know, what they ended up with, I think, was, like, a really, really good, good. take on the... Yeah. Because there was enough the same about it. Like, it was obviously in the same universe, but there was, you know, so there was enough same that, you know, if you were yeah. going back for that, there was enough va- vampire action. But then there was, like, enough different that it was, like, its whole other thing. What I would have done is I would have used some of those original ideas that you talked about. I, th- I thought those were good ideas. I would have done some flashback scenes with Bella in them, showing the creation of her and how that happened, some backstory. That would have been really cool. Yeah. It wouldn't have to be that long, but it'd be nice if you got a good 15 minutes you know, yeah. of backstory back in the day, why Dracula decided to make a daughter, how he made her. You know, was she born a vampire, or did he? Was she born a living vampire and then killed her at the age of thirty something, so she so she would stay looking like that the rest of her her days? Because if you let her, grow, if she was a living vampire and you let her grow old, she would die of old age eventually, right. and then come up as an old vampire. With, and with and nobody time. wants you that. You wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want to be an old person for eternity. So you would think if you had a daughter who was a living vampire, you'd have to kill her at, at, the, at the best age. And then she would come back undead, you know? Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's what happened. Like he waited till she was at peak hotness. And yeah, then... and it was okay. <laughs> well, peak power, yeah. which would have been in her 30s, you know what I mean? Type of deal. And... Uh, 
So I think that would have been really cool to have Bella back because he had been a few, huge draw. This is fucking Dracula. Dracula and his daughter. See, that's Well, that was the initial idea that's what I that got. he was supposed to. But uh, like yeah. I said, because he got killed at the end of the first one, I don't think they were going to bring him back. I think it was going to be like a flashback, like they were mm-hmm. going to do like historical, and then they were going to like bring it up to the modern that's day. That's what I would do. But that's do that. the that was the initial idea, I think, that they were throwing and, Well, you around. could do it like, you know, when they asked the psychologist would have asked her, like, how'd you become a vampire? And she'd tell the story, and then you go back. I'm yeah, you happened. could do a flashback, right? See, that's how I would have done okay. it. Okay, I see what you It would have been a long flashback, basically. And then um, there's a bunch of stuff they could have done with this. I, I don't really... The whole thing about um, uh, making uh, Van Helsing a murder suspect, I don't really think they needed to do that. Um, Dracula, when he got staked, he would have turned into powder according to the other movies. There wouldn't have been a body there. And then they would have found... Which would have been really handy, actually. Yeah. And then <laughs> you would have found... Uh, uh, Renfield. Renfield, dead. And, well, there was no railing on that damn... Yeah, that could have been an accident. There's no railing. He could right. just fall off the stairs. He was crazy. Nobody would have cared really what... Yeah, he was crazy. He fell off the stairs. Yeah, he probably just jumped off there like, yeah, like a lunatic do. Yeah. So there wouldn't have been any questions <laughs> asked. And uh, could have been that the psychiatrist guy meets this vampire, he figures out it's a vampire, he calls Van Helsing, he's a friend of his, he knows that Van Helsing has dealt with vampires. Type of deal. That type of deal. I got some vampire. Oh, I got a vampire. Because <laughs> they had phones, you know, it calls us up. Calls us up. Yeah. <laughs> In the Rolodex. Yeah. Or va- that are or vampires, would... werewolves, well, ghosts. Well, you know, it, would, it just would have been that fucking Van Helsing would have heard these fucking stories of oh, these people being drained of blood there's a vampire but he shows up looking for the vampire yeah you know you don't really need to have the the murder accusation thing that was I thought that just was kind of like five minutes ten minutes of wasted film I didn't, you know what I mean? I yeah, I see what you I like I like really that addition because, you know, if you're like, if you're positing a yeah. thing, like I said normally like when you stake a vampire yeah. in real life, normally when you stake a vampire like they turn to dust, right? And I think even yeah. in the book maybe he turned to dust, yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, so um so it's, that wouldn't happen. But like if you're positing a universe where you stake the vampire and then he just lays there all staked and dead yeah. again, um yeah, you're going to you're going to run into problems. Before the advent of like you know forensic science or anything that says hey this person's been dead five hundred years it's like yeah you're gonna be like a murder suspect. I thought the murder suspect angle was more like filler more than anything else. The, most of the material was just kind of a filler to flesh it out, and it would have been better to get rid of that and then put more Dracula time in there with Bella. More Dracula time and more and more <laughs> like action things actually happen and maybe like another murder scene, another. She yeah, killed another what, yeah. girl. You know I see what, I mean? what you're saying. They just use that as filler, if you ask me. Well, and yeah, now that you now that you say it, it doesn't really end up. I think it's weird because it, it wasn't seems an important like, story element. Well, yeah, it's like yeah. I think it was only in there, so it's like we could reiterate like what yeah. vampires are and how they yeah. work and everything like that. Because you have to think this is like the 1930s, and also it had been five years since the first film, so it's not like you know, it's not like nowadays where you can binge like you know a whole series or something like that, like in one night, so you don't have to like remember shit from like five years ago. Yeah. But so maybe that's what it was. They were trying to like catch everyone up, and they, they thought always, that that would be a good way to do it. But they always underestimated people's intelligence. Well, they did. Then. I know. It, I know. Uh, they, I wouldn't have explained shit. I'd have just shown it to them and fucking let them wonder what the fuck happened. Well, that's just what vampires do. 
You know what I mean? Somebody else later on, you'd, you you could have Van Helsing there to go, yeah, what happens is, is vampires tend to do this and that, which explains it a little bit later. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. And I would have thought, like, because yeah. Dracula was such a big hit, and a lot of people had read the novel too, or yeah. seen it on stage. People probably knew. So you'd think about that, like you know, that even that even back then, yeah, like all of knew. the vampire tropes would have been pretty well established. They at were that probably pretty point. well. I, I imagine they were well. But known. like you said, I kind of feel like up until, and I kind of feel like this happened up until. Thank oh, you, Jeff Earhart. Thank Thanks, you very Jeff. much. <laughs> what is it? It's it's a little guy going incredible. Oh, okay. <laughs> I kind of feel like up until maybe even the 1960s. I feel like a lot of movies, not all of them, obviously, but a lot of movies were, they kind of aired on the side of over-explaining everything. Yeah. Like when there was shit that obviously like most people probably would have known and they didn't need to explain. I think it was filler. I think Maybe. I think they just needed dialogue yeah. to fill the movie out, which that was the problem with these things. Don't make a movie unless you can afford to shoot it. You know what I mean? Well, unless shoot you have, uh, you know, an action. hour, hour and a half worth of material. Yeah, shoot action stuff. Show, don't tell. That's just a sign of a good movie. And they did do that kind of stuff in in the thirties. They 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 showed. Look at King Kong. King Kong fucking showed you shit. It didn't really talk about it. Yeah. It didn't explain fucking why there were fucking dinosaurs on the island. It didn't really yeah, explain. They just are. It just are. It didn't explain why, why fucking Kong was so big. He it just didn't, did. It just, he was fucking huge. It didn't explain why there were damn, you know, uh, tribesmen on there holding, with a big wall holding him back. You know, you just looked at it and went, oh, fuck. It, you, you, you made up your own explanations, you know? And it Well, works. I mean, it was pretty, like, yeah, you could... The implication was, you know, the implications were pretty clear, I guess. That it was so, like a prehistoric fucking island uh, fucking where things got fucking big, you know? Giant dinosaurs and giant gorillas and giant walls and, hey, man. If you even though it's funny because in real life, from yeah. an evolutionary standpoint, um, animals that evolve on islands tend to be much smaller than yeah. their mainland counterparts, not bigger. Yeah, and... Uh, and, and, and Which makes sense. When and and fucking it, primates are not from the dinosaur era. No. Yeah, a, lot, a long time later. Well, yeah, but I kind of feel like most people just like, whatever. It was, <laughs> yeah, a, long, it's it was, big. It was a long time ago and it was big. Yeah. Well, and the thing about it, too, with King Kong, they were just probably like, well, kids love dinosaurs. We're going to put dinosaurs in there, too. Who yeah. cares if, like, dinosaurs and apes there was don't live more, at the same time? There were some <laughs> There were some deleted scenes that were never put in there where Kong fights a giant spider. I think there's yeah. some of that still around, but... It, yeah, I've remote. seen clips of it, but I don't. It's in kind of shitty condition. Yeah, evidently they cut it out. It was hard to do, and I think the explanation was is they thought it would upset people too much, that big old spider. But I don't know. But it was a huge fucking spider. Yeah. Kong fighting it. I'd like to have seen that. <laughs> Pat says, don't forget, oh, God, the wild, wild world of Batwoman, also known as she was a hippie vampire, Better yet, on second thought, do forget it because it really, really sucks bad. I agree. It is a terrible, terrible movie. However, it made a very entertaining Mystery Science Theater episode. It Yeah, it was kind of like they were vampires, but also superheroes. And it was a, one of the weirdest movies ever made. Really weird. Sounds like something came out of Turkey. It was almost that bad. It yeah. was almost that quality, even though I'm pretty sure it was an American movie. Okay. But you pro you've probably that. seen it because I think I watched the MST episode not too long ago. It's an awful, awful movie. Yeah. 
But like the MST episode is like super. Turkey funny. had a hard, hard time accepting that Spider Man and Batman were good guys. They just couldn't accept that. Not looking those. Not looking that way. You know. <laughs> this will not stand. Yeah. They must be villains. They must be villains. <laughs> Uh, Pat says producers still underestimate people's intelligence. They do, but I don't think it's to the same extent as... Because, man, sometimes I'll watch movies, and like I said, it's not across the board, because I've seen movies from the 40s and 50s that, you know, left a lot to your imagination or left you to figure shit out on your own. But I kind of feel like a lot of movies from, like, pre-1960s that were meant for, like, a mass audience, like a mainstream audience, would just oh, just explain the shit out of everything. Like, you'd have to have these scenes where, like, all these dudes were, like, sitting around talking in a room, explaining, like, really, really simple shit. Yeah. Um, you know, which I'm just like, yeah, everybody here has been to sixth grade. We know all this stuff. I have a feeling that the people knew that back then, what they were explaining. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think that it was a kind of a case where everyone was dumb back then and they no. don't know that shit. I think shit. they knew. Yeah, yeah, I think they did know it that It was just shit. filler. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mango says, if you want a movie with no filler, then watch House of Dracula in the Universal Horror series. Just gets on with it and done and dusted in just over an hour. What year is that? House of Dracula. Yeah, House of Dracula. I can't think of that. Yeah. Like I said, we're gonna have to like watch Mm -hmm. more universe because there's so many that I miss. I kind of feel like this one because it started, um, you know, the the Universal, the first wave, because they came in waves, kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the first wave started in 1931, obviously, with Dracula. And then I feel like this movie in 1936, this was kind of like the end of the first wave. Because after this, they still made them, but it wasn't, they weren't quite as popular. And this movie actually did pretty well. It obviously didn't do as well as the original Dracula, but it did get like decent reviews, and it did like do pretty good at the box office. I put and this. Stuff. I put this movie. It reminded me a lot of Cat People, the original Cat People. But I put it above Cat People. I think it's better than Cat People. Cat People had some slow parts to it. Yeah, and, and this and one doesn't really. I mean, yeah, and I love Cat People, yeah, but um, the Val Luton movie from the forties. Um, but yeah, it does have some like slow bits to it and it's not, and it's only barely horror. I feel like this one has a lot more and honestly, cat people is a little bit more noir. Yeah. Uh, whereas this one is a lot more Gothic. Yeah. This one is like, it's this one. And this one is more, I, I wouldn't say it's like overtly a horror movie, but it does have a lot more horror elements and a lot more gothic elements than maybe like cat people did. And erotic elements too. Lesbo erotic. You see where, you see where. Hammer had got some of their inspiration. They saw it well. Said if they could do that, we we can beat that. We'll show cleavage. Yeah, you know a lot of it. Well, yeah, know? because by the time it'll Hammer, be in color, and they're like, yeah, okay. By right, the time we'll the that. '60s rolled around, yeah. you could so you could show that shit and like right. not get any trouble. Carmilla was great. I don't know. I think that was Hammer, wasn't it, uh, Carmilla? Well, there's been a lot of different a, versions of Carmilla. The one that but I well, liked um, was, was the one that I liked. I think was Hammer. Well, there was a version, yeah. but I, I, it wasn't called Carmilla though. It was called. Um, it wasn't it. Dar- was it Daughters of Darkness? Was that Hammer? Now I can't remember. Okay. But I know that there was one called yeah. Daughters of Darkness that was based. There's been like a lot that were okay. based on Carmilla though. But I don't know. There have been some that were called Carmilla. But that's a pretty... Yeah, it's just funny to think that that story is so old. Yeah. Um, you know, and but they've made so many. And honestly, I think too, there's a movie called Nadia. And I can't remember what year it came out. I want to say it was the 90s. I remember seeing it. But I think it's kind of like a low-key remake of Dracula's Daughter. You know what I mean? So I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't remember how similar it is. But 
I mean, this, like I said, this was kind of like the best. Yeah, they could have gone in a different direction with it, but like with what they had, I think this was actually kind of like a really cool take on the Dracula mythos. There's still vampires in it. It still had Van Helsing. It still had all that kind of stuff, but it's its own thing. Honestly, even though it takes place like right after the original Dracula, this could be a standalone. I mean, you could watch this without having seen Dracula. Yeah, it doesn't really Dracula. it doesn't really matter. No. I mean, I think that it is cool like to watch them both back to back, but you don't need to have seen the original one to enjoy this one. It kind of, it's it's its own contained yeah. story even though like a couple of the characters overlap. Uh Mango said Hammer made a few from that story, uh Lust for a Vampire being one. Uh, then there was Vampire Lovers, yeah. Vampire Lovers, I think, is the one yeah. that, uh, that that I'm thinking of. Yeah, that was the '70s. I uh, did we yeah. did, did we review that? Think. I kind of feel like we did, think but it was a long time of. ago. What was the one with the um, the two twins? What Twins of Evil? Twins of Evil. That yeah. was good too. Which <laughs> the two blonde girls? They were twins. yeah, the Playboy bunnies. Yeah, they were. Yeah, that was Hammer. Yeah, that was that was a good movie. Yeah, we reviewed that one because yeah. I think we made the joke back then. It's like, yeah, they were twins, but also their boobs were twins, so it was yeah. twins. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like the first one of the very yeah. first shots of the movie is just like woof down blouse, yeah, yeah. and I was like, yep, that's Hammer, all right. <laughs> the, the, the British were great scientists. They of, knew how to great, get asses. They were they were great professors of boobology. <laughs> right? They understood the 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 science. Okay, they get people in the fucking theater. All right, yeah, you know what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, America understood very much. We we liked it. <laughs> yeah, we we see your game. We yeah, we, we yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> Blood yeah. and boobies. Oh, fucking England had fucking bodacious fucking boob game, man. Back in the day, they I, did, I don't yeah. know if they're still like that, but shit, man. Fucking Benny Hill. Remember those fucking movies? Yeah, I remember, remember that. Series? They fucking, used to show that on PBS. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. For those of you in the UK. Yeah. They used to, yeah, they showed it on public television. Yeah. Over here. They showed, like, a lot of British stuff. They showed, like, Benny Hill, Are You Being Served? Yeah. But, yeah, I used to see Benny it's Hill, like, serious. in the 70s, like, yeah. when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a little kid. Benny Hill made sure that there was going to be some hot women on the down. And they and they would hot, be running around. Running around and fucking garters and, and shit. And <laughs> he got under a lot of attack. People said that, well, he must be some kind of sexist. This, everybody said he was, just, he was just a quiet guy, mostly just living at home, lived modestly, you know, for his income and just a regular guy he, he evidently was really upset about these fucking attacks i think it's terrible he was just a comedian you know yeah and that was very much in the zeitgeist at yeah, the, the time, time. Right, yeah. like that was kind of sure. like you know the guy chasing the secretary around the desk yeah. and her boobs bouncing and stuff everybody was you doing were supposed that to laugh at it it was it was silly everybody was doing that yeah it was just yeah it was just silly yeah. you know what i mean yeah if you did it like serious then yeah, yeah. okay that might be problematic but yeah, yeah. it was just kind of like no goofy. the joke was always on the man yeah. Always on the man. Yeah. The, jo the joke wasn't on the women. It was on the men, but what, you know, dogs they were. Yeah. And then how, you know. Yeah, that's what they that were. That women were fucking. That's kinda, what they were lampooning. Yeah, that, that women kind of dominated men in a way. Well, and then it's like, look what we have to put up with. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can't even get any work done because these motherfuckers keep chasing us around the yeah. desk all day long. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> ah. uh, Mango says the Collinson twins, that's who was in Twins yeah, of Evil. Yeah, I met yeah. them. Yeah really? It, yeah, really? Okay. okay were yeah. they nice? They were cute, man. They were really cute back then really in the cute, day. Yes. Man, I love Hammer movies. That's yeah. a, We probably should do more Hammer movies, yeah. too. Yeah, like, after we get through with, like, the Universal. The costumes were real good. The sets were good. Especially once it started getting in the late 60s and the 70s. They looked really good. 
Yeah. I mean, I think we did. And there was just going to be hot boobage in there, man. Yeah. Fucking, they had that girl who, that, that British act, actress that was in, in the old Excalibur. She would show up in them every now and then. She was smoking hot, too. What was that woman's name? Blonde. She played she played the sorceress, fucking Morgana, right? Wasn't well. That was Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, yeah. I did not remember Helen Mirren being in any. I'm pretty sure she was. was Yeah, she was in some Hammer flicks. Hmm. Yeah, if I remember correctly, she was the one that played. uh, You know, the one that was. I think it was Morgana. Was her name, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. It was Arthur's half sister, who ended up becoming the sorceress. I forgot. Yeah, she was cute. With the fishnets and shit. Yeah. Proto-goth kind of outfit they had her in. A lot of goth girls wore that Yeah, Mango said, nope, she was not in Hammer. That's she what I not, thought. No. I thought she was. No. She was in one of those British... She's been in fuck tons of movies. She was in, movies. The, she was in British, fuck tons of British movies and yeah, British, British TV shows movies. and everything like that. But uh, she wasn't in any Hammer, in Hammer ones, okay. no. She, she was in some British, British horror movie that I thought was a Hammer movie. I've seen her in tons of stuff, okay. but I don't remember her being in any Hammer movies. Okay. Now, and I know that there's like a fuck ton of Hammer movies and I haven't seen them all, all right. but I'm pretty sure that she wasn't. Either that or I just got her confused with somebody else. That, I think that's probably what yeah. happened. Pat said, I remember seeing a black and white female vampire movie in the theater. Was that Nadia? It might have been because I think Nadia was black and white. Uh, speaking of cool modern black and white female vampire movies, recommend The Addiction. Yeah, that's also good. That was the one with Lily Taylor, I think. I remember seeing that one. And then somebody mentioned uh, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which was also another vampire movie. And that was also very good. Also black and white, matter of fact. Um, yeah, Mega said they were very nice ladies. Took time to answer questions and have a drink with you, too. How old were they when you when you met them? Just out of curiosity. Because I know, when did Twins of Evil come out? 1972? I feel like it was early 70s. We yeah. should probably do more Hammer, like I said. I remember we did, fairly recently, we did the first Christopher Lee Dracula movie, which in UK is just called Dracula, but over here is called Horror of Dracula. That was 1958. And I remember you not loving it because you're like, well, this hasn't really you know, got up to the standard. I do kind of feel like the, the Dracula movies got better later on. Although, although I do love the end of horror of Dracula though. Pat Hatfield said, Tom's got it. Exactly. I don't know exactly what he's talking about. He must be talking about hammer and boobs. What the boobs must be. Yeah. Lerda dude says, uh, we need a t-shirt saying, let me see your hammer boobs. Yeah. (laughs) Zach just got here. Hello. What did I miss? Pretty much the whole show. Dude. Fucking show. Mango said they were in their early 50s, as I recall, and they looked stunning. Hmm. I'd be curious what they... Are they still around? Are They'd they, be in their 70s now, I think. I guess, but, you know, that doesn't mean anything. It would have been uh, late teens, early 20s in the 70s, which would put them in their 70s now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I'm pretty sure Twins of Evil was early 70s. Mm. Uh, Mark says, I'm listening to Vampire Lestat on audiobook. I'd love to see it on screen. Yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of always wish they had done, like, the movie trilogy good back in the old days. Like, the first one was Interview with the Vampire was good, but then they did Queen of the Damned, and it's like, they didn't even do Lestat. They just kind of, like, tried to cram Lestat into Queen of the Damned, and it's like, those are two big, huge chunkers of novels, and it's like, there was just too much they took out. And Queen of the Damned, that book is not movieable. There's a lot. I can't see how you could really make that book into a movie that would be coherent. The stuff that was in that movie, there's so much shit in the book that was left out. 
Like I said, anything and like that has just got to be a series. I yeah. don't even know what you're thinking, like attempting to turn it into a movie. Well, and a lot of that book is like things that Lestat remembered. That too, you know what I mean? So how do you make that in a movie, you know? Because if I remember correctly, some of that book, he's basically narrating a lot of it. Am I, am I remember that correctly? I don't know. It's been a long time since I read it. Yeah, it's in here somewhere. He's remembering remember things that he did a long time ago, and remembering who, what vampire he made, and remembering uh, how he was how. Uh, well, actually, that was Vampire Lestat is where he's remembering how he got made and how that how that fucking Magnus bit him. It was an old fucking sorcerer. That's just it's just it was just. Queen of the Damned, I don't remember if he narrates that or not. But I haven't read it in so long. Yeah, one but of these days I'll have to sit down and read all of those again. Because yeah, I haven't oh, read them in years and years. Just go through them things, man. I have them somewhere. You know what? I don't think... Have they ever made her, like, witch books into a series or movies know. or anything? Some of those are pretty good. Another good one was Memnock the Devil. Yeah, I liked that one, too. Yeah, it Lestat's in that. Um, then, and then there's uh, Tale of the Body, Body Thief. Thief. That yeah. was great, too. I liked that one. Yeah, the stats in that one. It's about a dude who learned how to astrally project and then steal other people's bodies. As you do. Yeah, and he wanted to steal the stats body because he wanted to be a vampire. He's like, ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take, take that one. Yeah. Which, you know, that's understandable. Right, and having, having had a fucking spontaneous OBE before... I could see how that might be plausible that you might be able to steal somebody else's body. And make off with it. Yeah. Now, he was able to steal with a, per, a, a person who was in catatonia, remember? It was, it was a comatose kind of person. He stole that body from a, a hospital. Yeah. And that's how he left his body behind and got a new one. I forgot why he left his original body behind if he was sick or if he was imprisoned or something. He needed a new body. Yeah, I don't He could jump from either. one body to the next. Use an astral projection. Plausible. Mark's, Mark says the witch novels are made into a series. It's coming to AMC in the next month or so. Yeah, it was like, I. Okay. it surprised me that it took this long because those books have been out forever. There was Lasher too, but I don't remember if I, I don't remember. If I, I remember I, that one being okay. Yeah, I don't remember if I read that one. Which one was that one about? Shit, I don't Wasn't remember. that about the Egyptians? I don't remember. Or it's the, been such a long time. Or, yes, yeah, something like I forgot what that was about. I don't, I don't. Maybe I didn't read that one. Maybe I just remembered the title. I read it, but I don't remember which one it was. Right. Zach says, to be honest, I think Lestat is Tom Cruise's best role from an acting perspective. I think it is. Like, I actually believe him in his least believable part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that is one of his... I think, yeah. Well, he does really good as Ethan Hunt, too. Yeah. In, in, uh, but we've said this before. Really I think he's better when he's a villain or yeah. like he plays an asshole. Like, yeah. because he was great in Magnolia because yeah. he was a dick in that, too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, the stat was a dick, but he was kind of lovable. Yeah, he was a lovable, yeah. lovable dickhead. He was just arrogant as fuck, man. Tom Cruise is perfect for that. Yeah. That's what I mean. That was like good casting. Yeah. Um, Hugo says, Jenny, have you seen Near Dark? Yes, matter of fact, I've seen it several times. And we did a review of it not too long ago. Right? That was the one with Bill Paxton. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bill Paxton and like and, uh, Lance Henriksen, and they were all like a vampire, the vampire gang. You know what I mean? That was kind of like mm. a Western type thing. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Okay. Then Richard Brown said, Poppy Z Bright. Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember her. Yeah. Maybe. They're, um... 
Yeah, I really liked uh, Drawing Blood, Lost Souls. That I was think, the first one. I think she's a man now, isn't she? Yeah, she's trans. Yeah. So she, I can't remember what her name, she changed her name. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, like, Exquisite Corpse is fucked up too. Did you ever, it's not a vampire novel, it's about serial killers, but that's one of the most fucked up things I've ever read. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great, it's great, but it's really, really fucked up. Really fucked up. All right, so um, are we ready to yeah. call it a day? All yeah. right. So thanks, everybody, for dropping by. Listen to us talk about Universal. We'll probably do some more Universal Monsters and maybe some Hammer like uh, going forward because, yeah, we're having a good time like watching these old ones. And tomorrow night is our main show, and I'm kind of excited about this one uh, because we're going to be talking about the Lisa McPherson yeah. case. Okay. The Church of Scientology. I'm ready for that one. And the Lisa McPherson yeah. death. Yeah, I'm ready for that. So one. we're gonna be talking about that one. So, so we might be getting sued. It might be exciting. No, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. We've done like other shows about Scientology before. They're not and, doing. And nobody sued not us. doing that well right so, now. So they're evidently having some problems right now. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, I don't think know. they'd be coming after us. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, you know, if, if they did, maybe we'd get more attention. But maybe yeah. not, because it's like, I don't know, nobody would I'd live stream that shit. <laughs> like, the squirrel busters come up to the fucking house with their cameras. Oh, my God, that'd be I'd hilarious. Be those te- those te- the tactics that they used in the past don't work anymore, so they don't use them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Zach said, oh, yay. I mean, boo for Lisa, but still yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a good show. And like mm-hmm. I said, I have, like, a little bit of a personal connection there, because I know some of the people that... Yeah. Uh, that were at that trial because they knew her. She worked at the same company that I worked at when I lived yeah. there, except like several years earlier. So yeah, that should be fun. So you guys, we'll see you again tomorrow. Have a good rest of your evening and we'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.